Guys, our next guest needs very little introduction, but you saw him putting on an absolute masterclass over Polo Costa to defend his title. And it seems like he may be moving up in his next fight to capture the light heavyweight belt as well. Joining us from Las Vegas after watching Addison Silva's last fight last night, the UFC middleweight champion, Israel the Stylebender, Adesanya. Welcome back to Submission Ready. And by the way, thank you so much. I think we woke you up. We appreciate you joining us. This is this is sacred time right here that we're cutting into. I appreciate it. It's all good. No worries. Um, yeah, I'm out here. I'm living my best life. So, yeah, shoot. I know. You're in Vegas. You're there for your teammate, Carlos Olberg. He fights in a couple of days on Dana White's Contender Series. Uh, but we all saw you sitting cage side as Anderson Silva had his final fight. Obviously, a man that you shared the octagon with. Just wondering, man, what was it like for you sort of being there I guess witnessing history, right? If this is his last fight, you got to be there cage side. I imagine pretty special considering you watching him at UFC 90 back in the day. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> yeah, it was special. Um, I was just in awe. Like, I, I sat down and I kind of like, when we first got to the arena, I sat down and I looked around and I started laughing and Brad just looked at me and we just started laughing because it was just like, fuck, we're actually here. And even the, the, the big show opener, the big clip that plays before the before the shows, you know, like uh, it's a real high clip. I don't know, I don't know how you what you call it, like the intro. It's a hype, like really hype clip. I was the only person clapping, like when it was on. I was like, yeah, because <laughs> it's like these people. They were like they put in their contract, you can't have fun. It's prohibited to have fun. Mm. So um, yeah, I was just there like a kid in a candy store, and I just felt privileged and yeah, just special to be there. Yeah, it was, a, it was a crazy atmosphere because who would have thought that Anderson Silva possibly had his final fight in front of an empty crowd at the Apex Center and, and I suppose a fight night and he came out first and there was no crowd there. It was pretty crazy. But the crazy thing is you were one of the only guys that got to see it as well, which is such an honor and privilege. Did you get a chance to speak to him after the fight or was he sort of busy with his family and friends? We saw he had a few there. No, I, just, I left him alone. We, we didn't cross paths, but we, we kind of did, but like he was busy but i mean i'm not gonna go up to the guy and like take this moment away it's his moment you know i'm not gonna like run up and be like because i know these cameras around so i don't need that i'm not a clout trout put it that way <laughs> <laughs> i know the clout trout hashtag has been uh, something that you've been putting out lately i want to ask you though right because you're you're a guy who loves sort of mma history we, all, we always see you dropping out like, little facts and stuff joe rogan has that famous line about anderson silver's a different kind of striker and he sort of changed the game you know for you man what do you think was his biggest contribution to the sport of mma you know now that his career's kind of wrapped up mm, his biggest contributions to the sport of mma <sighs> oxygen let me think um his biggest okay. contribution mm. Mm. <sighs> it's not his biggest i don't know how to say i don't know what's his biggest contribution his time he gave his time for the game yeah like that's his biggest contribution to, to, to the to, to the game of mma um and the way people look at striking, like when he came on the scene, was different. People looked at striking differently. I mean, look at how we did, you know, the front kicks. You know, he changed the game with that too. It's a lot, but I just feel like it's time. That was his biggest contribution to the game. Mm, it's incredible to see him still in there um, just last weekend. When you kind of look at his legacy and how long he stuck around the sport, 
What are your thoughts on it? Because some people are critical saying, oh, you know, he's a little bit old. He should have sort of retired sooner. Other people saying it's incredible to see a guy at his age still competing with the best in the world and still looking so good and still being in there. Um, when you kind of look look at that and look at your own career, are you in this in the sense where it's like you want to get in, you know, hit your goals, get out before that point in your 40s? Or are you in that sense that, hey, if you can do it and if you can compete at a high level, you know, why not get in there? Why not express yourself if it's what you love to do? Um, I agree. I think so. And if you can, you can, you know. But um, you can't. I know. It's not up to people, the crowds, that tell them what to do. I mean, he's his own man. He makes his own choices. And, yeah, he looked good. He looked good last night. Um, and Uriah found his confidence and, you know, was able to catch him with um, the chaos he created. Uh, but yeah, I don't know. who are you to tell Anderson Silva when to retire? He'll re he'll know when to retire. I just hope it's not too late. But he knows his own body. He knows how he feels, so he'll retire when he wants to. And if that's his last fight, you know, I'll be glad. I'm like, you know, that's dope. I felt like I was I would have been a good last fight for him to see himself out too. But um, yeah, you know. Mm. You mentioned Uriah sort of found his confidence. Were you impressed with his win? He looks like he's sort of coming after you some point in the near future. Uh, was I impressed with his win? That's... Nah. No shade, no... No, like, bad blood or anything. Nah. I just... Yeah. Oh, he said something stupid. I saw there was a quote it was on Instagram. You know, he danced with him. I finished him. So, yeah, you know, you did it in the fourth round. I only had three rounds with him. You know, I hate with those stupid shade like that. <laughs> but, um, yeah, it's a stupid statement. So, yeah, I wasn't really impressed. It's funny because you were there uh, just trying to watch the fight and not <laughs> sort of be the center of attention. And all of a sudden, you've got all these guys in the octagon just calling you out, yelling at you. Things from the octagon. What did you make of this whole Cole, Kevin oh, Holland thing? That's no, no, no. I don't want to feed the clout trouts. <laughs> I don't bet clout trouts. You can't fight a welterweight on two days' notice, you know. And his last opponent, the same thing. He fought some guy on a few days' notice. The guy that did the crazy spinny kick thing on a few days' notice, and then start barking. And he was all shoot your shot. Yeah, he shoots like a stormtrooper. So, no, we're not going to talk about him. He's a clout trout, ultimate. All right, well, let's talk about the big news, the main event, so to speak, what we've actually been wanting to talk to you about, and that is obviously Dana White saying that you're going to be moving up to fight Jan Blahovic in your next fight for the light heavyweight belt. Is it true? Can you confirm it? Is this actually happening? Yep. It's official. Uh, I was supposed to tell the Shmo was asking me yesterday. Uh, so I don't know if I can say it yet, but... Uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> I guess data broke the news. So, yeah, I'm moving up to 205. And I'm going to snatch that 205 strap. Respectfully. What was what was the conversation like to sort of lead to that decision? Were you always aiming to move up and fight Jan? Or was it when you saw that sort of Jared Cannonier and the Robert Whitaker fight played out the way that it did and sort of the interest shifted to going to potentially fight for the light heavyweight title? Pretty much. I mean, uh, Robert did well to stifle Jared, broke his arm, and I was looking forward to that fight. So I was like, all right, I don't know. Then the, it's like the ultimate alley-oop. It's like the ultimate alley-oop from the universe. Just like, 
I'm like, yes, it's perfect. And this is the thing. You have to be flexible in this game. In life, you have to be flexible because nothing's certain, nothing's given. The landscape of things change all the time. And, yeah, this is just, you know, right there for the taking. So I was like, this is perfect. This is perfect for that Jones fight I keep talking about. This is perfect leading up to it. So, yeah, it was just right there for the taking. After the fights last night, Dana White said that he was a little bit surprised with Robert Whitaker that he wasn't sort of pushing that hard to get this rematch with you. He's more kind of chilled out than a lot of other contenders we've seen in the past. I'm just wondering, what do you make of him sort of not being too fussed about when this rematch between you and him goes down? It's an interesting perspective that he's got. Yeah, smart. I mean, smart. Um, I too want to spend Christmas with my family, and I will. Um, um, I'm you. I mean, behind the scenes, I'm doing a lot to ensure my family makes it home for Christmas, and we all spend Christmas together as a family. Um, I don't need to talk about that, but um, yeah, it's important to me. So I'm making sure that happens, but. I think his perspective is, I know what he means. I kind of get it. Like, you don't have to force it. If you know, you know. And he knows. So, yeah, I'll probably see him again in New Zealand down the line. Um, and, yeah, it's one of those things you don't, you don't, I guess you don't push or force. Like, he knows. He's, uh, yeah, I, don't know. I get it. I get it. I get it. Because, I mean, if, if, if everything goes to plan and you become the light heavyweight champion, then that John Jones fight is just right there. It's so huge. And hopefully crowds can start, you know, attending events again. I know they can in New Zealand and also in, in the States. So would it be a situation where you see that John Jones fight happens first and then you return back to the middleweight division and defend your title? Or could we see you back in the middleweight division right after winning that light heavyweight belt before the John Jones fight, do you think? Both. Like I said just before, you have to be very flexible in this game of life because this is nothing certain. The landscape of things is always moving, so either one I can do. Mm. For you to hold two belts at the same time, I mean, what do you think that sort of says about you as a fighter? What do you think it does for your legacy? Yeah, I'll be that guy. Everyone keeps talking about goat shit. And I, I told <laughs> it I'm a bird. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, uh, for me, it's yeah, just more money, more notoriety. I get pushed more. I'm I'm up there, like the legacy thing, you know. Um, but even Andrew Schultz just planted a seed today. Like, I'm about to do something. Andrew Schultz planted a seed to me today. Like, it was. I don't know if you know who Andrew Schultz is. I'm sure you should. He's a friend of mine. He's a famous comedian. Um, but. I realize I'm about to do something in literally just under three years, what Jones hasn't even done in over how long in the company? Over 10 years. I'm I'm about to do it in three years and move up and wait. He's doing it now after how long, but we're still seeing if he's actually going to do it. Um, and like, it's, it's crazy how everything's just set up, man. I take this belt from Jan. If for whatever reason Jones actually moves up and fights a heavyweight, like imagine if he got the belt somehow by some mm. freak, freak of nature. We were thinking about that. Like, I'm like, fuck you, I'm going to heavyweight then. <laughs> Three belts at the same time. Like Andrew planted that seed in my head, and I was just like, hmm, yeah, makes sense. Makes sense. 
So, because I was thinking, like, if you're holding the belt that he previously held, would that be kind of like a, a carrot dangling on a stick for him to come back down? But you would rather go up and then just get three belts. That's a big, big fuck you to him, just to, just to be like, I, I did something you couldn't. He, he, I mean, he cleared the division of the light heavyweight twice over and then started fighting recycled middleweights, you know. So, don't come at me talking about move up and wait and fight, you know, when you can't even do the same thing after over 10 years in the company. So I'm actually about to do it. It's a good, it's a good fight for me to do it with. With Jan, he's a good fighter. He's solid on the ground. He's awkward on the feet. Very dangerous, and he poses a lot of problems. And like the Whitaker fight wouldn't get me hard. This gets me hard. Like this is like, all right, let's go. You know. Yeah, I love it. You know what else is crazy, right? Like people, I don't know how much you get into the whole goat talk and stuff, but I think at, as it stands, people sort of still see Anderson as the middleweight goat. And I think after the Costa fight, people are talking about like, man, it's kind of, it's pretty close. It's pretty neck and neck. But do you feel like this kind of separates you from Anderson even more and sort of uh, enhances your middleweight legacy? Because he's a guy who moved up in, in weight a lot of times, but he never captured that belt. And if you beat Jan, you're, you're going to be the first guy to do that. People just have to understand that whole goat talk, the whole powerful power list is, is, is made up. It's literally people are fighting over made up bullshit. <laughs> like it's made up. It's all subjective. And this is opinions. So everyone's allowed to have who they think is the goat. And someone says, I think fucking Herb Dean's the goat. Mm. Let me have that opinion. <laughs> it's like, you know, it's 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 opinion so i don't really uh, you see me i just made fun of it by saying i was a bird um <laughs> but that's just silly like it's just everyone's arguing over it and the funny thing is even like how jones tweeted right after could be one this is what i talk about when you talk about reaction and responding responding sorry he tweeted i stepped down and relinquished my goat title as you can take this shoe and then he comes back and is like hang on me, me, me. I saw him like crying over Twitter, trying to get guys to like him. And no, I'm the goat, nigga. I'm the bird. That's me. And I'm flying. <laughs> That's how I feel. Uh, all this go talk, go talk. It's fun. Yeah, don't get me wrong, but what does it actually mean? What does it mean? Gets the people going. It's provocative. <laughs> what it is. <laughs> Um, yeah, well, the, I guess the other thing is, uh, like, it, it kind of categorizes fighters, right? So I was just thinking about you as, like, you know, a middleweight moving up. Like, I, if you win this belt, are you one of the greatest middleweights of all time? Do you see yourself as a middleweight sort of moving up? Or are you kind of more like a fluid fighter who just kind of fights at whatever weight classes? Because especially if you if you are the middleweight champion, the light heavyweight champion, and they were heavyweight champion, it's kind of hard to even categorize you as, as, you know, what what really are you as a fighter? What is in a style blender, that's what I am. Mm -hmm. um, I don't know how to answer that. I just, I'm just me. I'm a style blender. I'm, I'm, I adapt. I adapt very well to different situations, different weight classes. And people are just going to keep realizing that it's just hard to beat me. I can be beat. I know how to beat me, but it's just really hard to beat me. I watched that cost of fight. A few times already. It's been a while. See, that's the thing. I have to watch it again to remind myself because it's been like a week and a half or two weeks since I've seen it. But I need to remind myself. But when I watch it again, I already know how it beat me if I was fighting me. But yeah, I mean, middleweight goat, light heavyweight bird, fucking heavyweight tyrannosaurus rex, whatever animal you want to attach to it. I'm just enjoying myself as a style bender, man. Mm. 
And while we're on record, Cody McKenzie is my goat, but that's neither here or there. Let me just quickly ask you. McKenzie team. Well, if we want to talk about ultimate goats, like, did everyone just forget about Demetrius Mighty Mouse Johnson? Yeah. Or my league? Like, if you want to talk about who is the most consistent, you know, you talk about records, fighter of all time, like, weight classes, just the perfect fighter or near perfect. Never had one blemish, you know, outside the octagon with steroids or anything like that. Never had any really real problems inside the octagon. Um, a few losses here and there to Dominic Cruz and Cejudo and blah, blah, blah. But you want to talk about GOATs, a guy who was just a phenomenal fighter, someone who I would watch and just be like, How's his brain processing all that at the same time? And he's the suplex to armbar. Hmm. Bruh, just <laughs> stop all this goat talk and jibber jabbering. <laughs> and see, a guy like him, he didn't even come on and say anything. He's just been chilling, minding his own business with his wife and kids. He put me onto a new anim- anime. <laughs> I'm watching an anime for you guys. <laughs> Contagious. I love it. The death notebook. You know what else is a death note? Shaving your balls with a unsharpened crappy razor like you probably have been doing for a while, which is why Manscaped has the Lawnmower 3.0 electric trimmer. You can trim it on not just your balls, but everything. It's got an LED light, 7,000 RPM, enough power to power three cities at the moment, and you get a sexy code with 20% off if you use our code submission. Isn't that right, Dennis? Yeah, man. Listen, there's nothing worse. You get stuck in the shower, your crappy uh, shaver stops, it does a terrible job, and you're bleeding from side to side. 90 minutes, man. 90 minutes and waterproof is how much you have with a lawnmower 3.0. And don't just take our word for it. Go on manscaped.com right now. Use the code submission and get 10% off any product that you want. You know, a lot of people cast think that it's just the lawnmower 3.0, but there's the perfect package. You can get things like the crop preserver, which is a deodorant for below the belt, which we know a lot of people need. And also things like the Crop Reviver, a toner with an aloe vera infused cologne for below the belt as well. All sorts of things like nose trimmers, foot dusters, underwear, all sorts of things available there as well. So jump on manscaped.com. Use the code word submission now. Get 20% off and free shipping. How good is that? Absolutely fantastic. Also, they sponsor guys like Sean O'Malley, Francis Ngannou, and Max Holloway. So we're in good company. Also, while we're giving out discounts... Do you like to be on the internet? Dennis, I know you like to be on the internet. I know I like to be on the internet. We like to download all sorts of things, potentially questionable things, deleting our internet browser history afterwards. So if so, you need a good VPN. There's none better at the moment than Pure VPN. Uh, they give you access to all sorts of different services, over 2,000 plus services in 140 countries. You can use it on all your devices. You can stream all sorts of things like Disney Plus, uh, seven Netflix regions. If there's something on one Netflix, but not your local one, you can check it out. And they're giving away an awesome 62% Halloween special discount along with a trial plan for the first time. Use the code submission and it gives you an extra 10% discount on already discounted plans. Dude, listen, there's nothing worse than signing up to a VPN that steals all of your personal information and you still go to prison because you accidentally downloaded the wrong thing. Stop taking your computer, burying it under the water and breaking it with a hammer every time you actually accidentally go on the wrong website. Go with these guys. They're absolutely amazing. This deal is 
really, really good. You get 62% off. And if you use that code word, like Casper said, an extra 10% off, go to purevpn.com right now, forward slash submission, and get the deal. And let us know what you think about it, because I'll tell you what, there is a lot of stuff to watch right now all over the world. Don't be restricted by one type of Netflix or because you're in a different place or a different country and you can't check something out. Jump on this code word right now, submission, purevpm.com forward slash submission. Use the code word submission and get an extra 10% off. Do it now. But Israel, we've got a lot of people sort of theorizing about if Israel moves up to light heavyweight or heavyweight, how would that work? You know, And I'm just curious because I know you've sort of spoken to us about this before. Would you probably be just staying near that middleweight sort of weight range that you're in right now and just fighting at the higher weight classes or do you have to put on a bit of weight if you if you if you do move up to like say heavyweight and then is that yeah like that's why i really know that's that's fucking john blow jones's downfall is i'm i need to move up the weight back on the side me 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 some people are just so stupid. They play the game so stupid. <laughs> I've done it in kickboxing. I weighed in at heavyweight with my clothes on and a tray of Dunkin' Donuts in my hand. And I was like 90-something kgs. Like, skills, bro. Yeah, sure, you want to put on size. All right. Is your body used to being that, that heavy? Are you used to moving around that heavy with... The work that you were, you were doing with, with, with all your, you know, your previous fights. Yeah, I just don't play the game like everyone knows. So I'll, I'll just chill. I'll stay me. Hmm. I'm, I'm, I'm going to get stronger. I always, I always do. But I'm not going to, like, purposely put on muscle just so I can meet a weight class. Stupid. Hmm. What do you, I mean, obviously, if, if you're going to go in there and fight Jan, he is the challenge at hand. Uh, what do you think of him as an actual challenge as far as a fighter, stylistic matchup? What do you make of him? I said he's before just before I said he's dangerous on the ground he's um, awkward on the feet got that legendary Polish power mm -hmm. you know um, but yeah everyone's got power right I mean something I proved in my last fight I told y'all it's it's yeah it's, you have to deliver that power somehow you have to get it to the target um, yeah I'm not I'm not the easiest target to hit I'll tell you, man, it's been a crazy 2020, but we were talking to Carlos before, and what a crazy 2020 it has been for City Kickboxing. You guys have been in and out of quarantine, hanging out together, um, and I don't think you had many days out of quarantine because you're helping each other out and going in and out of training camps. How would you, now that 2020 is sort of coming to an end, and you're in this great role where you, you get to be in the corner for your teammate in one of the most pivotal fights of his career, how do you look back on this year and on, 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 on all these crazy moments you've gotten to experience that are almost like out of a movie? Straight up, it is. Like, fuck, let's talk player one thing. You guys think it's like me just saying shit. Like, I'm player one. Everyone else is just bots, you know? Um, it is my life. My life is the movie. Like, that's the, everyone does that. But, like, actually... It feels like one Truman Show type shit where I have to sometimes just pinch myself and be like, damn. Like, even being here, I'm just grateful. I kept on just feeling grateful and putting myself in that position to feel grateful because I'm like, yeah, I get to be able to travel when most people can't or won't, you know. Um, I get to see the world. I get to see certain things that most people won't and experience things as well. 
Yeah, life is crazy, man. I'm just grateful to be here and be be alive in this era, witnessing everything that's happening in my life. So it's been set up this way. I set it up this way for a long time, and there's a lot of variables that came through, but I keep saying grateful. I just feel grateful. I feel blessed. For better I can put it, I feel blessed to be here. Oh, well, we can totally understand why. Um, I know you're helping your teammate Junior Far prepare for his big fight, massive fight against Joseph Parker. But I'm just curious, when could this yarn fight happen? What's your timeline looking like? Uh, junior has to. Junior needs Eugene and even Carlos right now. Um, well, it's like for me, I can't be the only guy catching all the all the shine. We need we need um other people. We need other people. You know, like we have, we have a lot of fighters, a lot of talented fighters. So they need Eugene's attention as well. So I, I can take a step back. I don't need to fight. I was trying to fight again before the year ends. Also, fresh from the last one, I was like, "Yeah, let me get one more in." But I'd rather, the, you know, Eugene, Eugene's time and expertise be used with Junior and the other fighters at the gym, so they can get some of his um, his time. Well, I almost feel like the reason you're in Vegas now is just to sort of repay the favor to Carlos. Like, he sort of helped you out for the, the Costa fight. I know Jan wants March. Could March be a possibility if, if that happens? Like you said, yeah. that's Carlos was in Abu Dhabi looking for a fight, but he was there to help me out, help us out as, as teammates. And I, I've got money. I can pay, you know, and do this and buy that. But there's something that you can't get back, and that's time. Giving your time to those who've given their time to you. That's the best way to pay it forward, to pay it back. And I'm doing just that. And that's what teammates do. But um, yeah, time frame wise, yeah, you know, it's up in there. I know what you're trying to do, but you're not going to get it from me. <laughs> do be continued. We'll, we'll, well, at least you saw through it. I like that. Keeping it real. Um, we'll let you go. <laughs> we'll let you go in a second, Israel. I know you've got the death notebook there. Probably going to reread it. Um, with this, with this fight though, you mentioned how it's kind of a big fuck you to John Jones. And I was on your Twitter the other day. You've got the, the John Jones cocaine meme as sort of like your Twitter banner. And I can't help but think <laughs> like, uh, that's, that's a, kind of a new one for me, but actually I took the other one down off my pin tweets cause I put the whole, I'm a bird thing up. Mm -hmm. I forgot there's a banner there, but I'll leave it there. I like it. It's funny. <laughs> it, is, it is a it's funny so welcome to your Twitter. It's like, Oh, Hey, how you going? Um, but I feel like <laughs> Puma, Puma's like, we picked the perfect athlete to represent our brand. <laughs> they love me. Yeah. Oh, look at that. That's the thing I like about Puma as well. I'm ready with everything. Like they are always forthcoming with support and what can we do to help you? And they don't try and control me. They don't try and censor me, which I really appreciate. They let me say and do what the fuck I want because they know I'm not going to hurt or you know, insult no one. I mean, people are going to take offense to what I say anyway, but I just like the fact that they just let me be mean. They let me express. Don't try and stifle me. And, and the I'm ads sure are really cool as well. They, they kind of represent you as yeah. an individual, yeah. Facts. Like, Puma is just levels above right now, man. Like, everyone, even I slept on Puma for years because it wasn't as, it wasn't, it wasn't around as much, but like, when you go on the website, you have a look at some of their kicks. God damn. Bro, they're just killing the game. So I'm gonna put them on again. Mm. 
I'll, yeah, it's it's good when a company lets you do your own thing. Like with Manscaped, we talk about balls all day long and they don't care. But I was going to say, like, with, with that me about John Jones, you know, the biggest rivalry thus far has been him and DC. And that was a pretty big, you know, uh, bad blood feud. But I feel like with you being younger than DC, more in touch with memes and internet culture, I feel like there were certain lines that DC never wanted to cross. And I feel like you're more than happy to, to take this into certain places that you know, maybe DC didn't really want to take it. Uh, I feel like this could be, you know, the most the most brutal feud of John Jones's career by the time this fight happens. It's still building. Do you sort of see it that way? Trust me, he doesn't want to. He doesn't want to war with me. Like he's always. I, I'm only talking about him because you guys ask about him, mm -hmm. and I have to say something. Mm -hmm. So I don't talk about him unless I'm asked about him. I don't speak back to him unless he says something stupid to me. He started all this when he on TMZ. Let me just. He started all this. I didn't have any intention of going to lie heavyweight. And he's like, you know, I like to fight Israel Adesanya. And, you know, he could eat a little bit more jerk chicken, some, some, some. And I was like, huh? Oh, he wants to fight me? I'm like, why the fuck does the light heavyweight champ want to fight me? I'm not even the middleweight champ yet. Was that the champ? I can't remember. But I was just like, all right. No, I wasn't the champ yet. I was like, I just beat Silver. That's right. I was like, okay. All right. I guess this is happening. But, yeah, um, I, I don't. Trust me, I'm not one to war with. I mean, certain things he did with DC, like what DC will tell you, talked about, you know, his dad passing away and John, you know, who's your daddy? Who's your daddy? Like little low key jabs. I'm not the one to war with. I understand this game of war. I, I, I know strategy and in a way that not many people would, especially online, because I'm a fucking troll. I can troll these motherfuckers. I'm not a troll in that sense where I'll hide behind a keyboard. Well, I'll come see you. I'll come see you. And he knows that already. So, yeah, there's certain lines he already crossed when he brought my dad up. And I was like, right, I mentioned his mom. And I was like, how could you mention his dead mother? Look, I don't wait till my parents are dead before I put them on the pedestal. I don't wait till they're gone. I put them on the pedestal now so you don't ever fucking put my parents' name or anything about them in your fucking, in your lips, in your life. So, yeah, I don't wait till my parents are dead before I put them on the pedestal. I do that now. And, yeah, um... Yeah, there's more. There's more. Trust me. You don't want war because there's more. Mm. And he's got to be careful as well because you've got a quarantine period coming up. So you got Bro, <laughs> the memes. Like, yeah, <laughs> this could be part two or part three, right? I'm after and I'm, I'm, trust me. I, <laughs> I don't want to say. I can't give too much away, but the clip is loaded, bro. I got clips and clips and clips. <laughs> Boom. I'm ready. I'm ready to roll. But it's fun and games anyway. We're going to fight. Right now, I'm focused on Jan. That's my main thing. And I don't like dealing with fucking fuckboys like that anyway because they just... He's a clout trout. He's a clout trout. Fucking big dick-sucking lip. Clout trout. That's what he is because he sees what's happening with me. And I've said this for so long. People can't fathom why he would be jealous of me. So they just think I'm lying. I'm like, no, I can read it. It's envy. Mm. It's so easy to see when you know. If you know, you know. But this yarn fight, this is for you, right? I know you sort of, you kind of uh, framed it as like a fuck you to John Jones. But this, is, this isn't this is just a way to lure John Jones. This is for you, right? For your legacy, for oh. your everything? Of course. It's just challenges. Like, what's going to challenge me? What's going to get my dick hot? Like I said, Robert doesn't do that. Like, I'm going to fuck a guy up that I already fucked up twice in one fight. Uh, if it came up, there's, there's something, there's one other way that that fight will get me up. But it doesn't do it for me. So I was like, what's going to, like, light a fire under my ass? What's going to make me, like, chase greatness? Chase fucking greatness, man. Yeah, this does. This makes me want to chase greatness. Like, yeah. 
you guys you guys need to understand like this is just i'm not i'm not new to this i am but i'm not new to this because i've i've prepped i've plotted this the whole way through and everything i've i've said i've done correct yeah 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 exactly so what i mean keep doubting me everybody else because it's yeah it's not gonna stop now well, speaking of greatness, we just want to finish up by talking about Carlos. Obviously, he fights on the Dana White Contender Series. Everyone's really excited to see him do his thing at light heavyweight. Um, for those that aren't too familiar with Carlos yet, and I mean, he has done some amazing things in the kickboxing scene in New Zealand, and he's already 2-0 in MMA. Sort of set, set the scene for us a little bit, for all the Americans and some of the Australians who haven't heard of him yet. What can they expect from his fight coming up on Thursday afternoon here in Australia? Look... Some some days inspiring when I'm all in all time, right? You know, find a new partner, and I'm just like, and then he makes eye contact with me, and I have to like, fuck. <laughs> He's that guy. I'm like, all right, let's go. He's not fun to spar. He's fun to spar, but he's not fun to spar, especially when he's on. And one thing I like about this, even smart kid, he didn't come to the fight yesterday. He didn't come to the fight night. You know why? He didn't want to ride on my coattails. He wants to create his own trail. He doesn't want to be known as just Izzy's teammate. He wants to blaze his own trail. He's smart. He's already on. He's very in touch with who he is as well. Like, people will join him when they see him because he's a big, pretty, muscly, like, kill striker and everything. But when you get to know him, probably not yet because on camera, I don't know if he'll come across yet. But, like, when you get to know him, you realize there's more than me side with that guy. He's just, he's, he's, he, we call him a soul brother, he and Shane Young, because they're on some other shit. Like, they just, they vibe on a whole different wave, wavelength. Yeah, he's interesting on, like, in fighting and, and in real life. Like, I just can't wait, man. He's going to fuck this dude up. Not sorry. <laughs> <laughs> he's a very, very deep guy. From what we spoke to him just before, you can tell why you guys have a lot in common. I imagine the DMs would be uh, pretty, pretty deep, but. I feel like we've yeah, treated. You go. Uh, yeah, he's, I'm just saying, like he he's very deep, like he he's very in, in tune with himself, like I said, and he's just very uh, in tune with everything around him as well. Mm. He's a smart guy. He's a well-read kid, you know. Like he's he's on. Yeah, he's very on. Not just a pretty face, and it's good to see you giving back, man. It's good to see you in Vegas, you know, you and Brad Riddell helping cornering Carlos and sort of, you know, even being in there for the silver fight, which was awesome for you. Follow the man at Style Ben and prepare to get offended, man, because there's no filter. He keeps it real 100%. The memes, the meme majesty, everything coming at you. Israel, we could talk to you for hours, man. Once again, I think slightly greedy with your time, man, so we'll appreciate it. We'll let you get on with your morning, let you wake up properly, and uh, thank you so much for coming on and chatting with us. It's all good. Easy as.